Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome D. Ted Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. What's up, Ted? What up, Steve? Not much. Oh, can you hear the difference? And what? Somebody with a running baby and somebody without. <laughs> You're like, what's up, Ted? Like, yeah, hey, Steve. Hey, Ted. God, I mean, I felt like a, I was like, I only got seven hours of sleep last night. Oh, that's nice. F you. Well, I was telling Ted before, he's like, man, you look like you're just beat. I'm like, I'll be honest, man. This whole baby walking thing, maybe, uh, maybe we wished for it a little too soon. Because that's all she freaking does is that she just walk, 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 fall on her face. Cry for a half a second, get up, walk, 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 until she finally gets beat down to the point where she keeps falling. And I'm like, okay, now we can watch cartoons. And I'm thinking, we'll cuddle for like, I don't know, maybe a half hour. Yeah. We watch, we watch usually Trolls of World Tour. Universal Kids Channel is our channel. Mighty Mike, that's the show. All right. We watch that. 15 minutes, she's done. Back to walking everywhere. Yeah, man. It's just like you just. You're, 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 you're just constantly following this little child, and, and Lulu's just, by the time it's bedtime, Lulu's just beat, too, because she's following Tatum as well. We're both just exhausted, Ted. I, well, it's funny, because you never know, right? Like, you work on the morning show, super busy week here at The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, Steve, you all right, man? You look tired. That baby walks. What would you say? Like, I just chasing a baby. And I was like, yeah, chasing I mean, a baby for like eight hours a, a day. Yeah, nothing about work. You're no. just like, that baby is moving. Bro, nothing else matters, honestly. <laughs> it's so funny. Good and bad. But nothing else matters. Like, in the grand scheme of things, all I want to be is a good dad. That's yeah. truly like, it's it, like, somebody was telling me the drama with like a wrestling buddy and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, and I don't, doesn't that piss you off? I'm like. To be honest with you, I really don't care about anyone's opinion about me other than my daughter. Like, it, like even like my wife, like I love her. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want her to be mad at me. And I genuinely like, she's like, her opinion matters. I'm just kidding. Of course, I'm exaggerating. But yeah. at the end of the day now in my life, it's such a, it's, it's just a weird world, man. But like, that's just like the, that's the filter that I go through now. Like everything I do is just to make sure that this girl one day when she grows up is not going to look at me like I'm just giant pos you know what i mean like i just i just want to be a good dad that's all i don't care if you don't think i'm a good like if you don't like me or you don't think i'm a good wrestler or this that and the other thing i don't give a crap like i just want to be a good dad like, all right well i think you're a bad hockey fan yes <laughs> you're right i'm a terrible <laughs> hockey fan God damn it, Steve. i was like that'll cut him you <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> i freaking love the devils <laughs> The devil, it's all this cracking talk. Dude, the devils are in this like they're having like they're getting really like kind of like weird with um with Eli Manning on Twitter. I think it's hilarious. Oh, really? Well, apparently Eli's kids play hockey now. Like so right. Eli, he posted something like, I guess I'm a hockey dad now. Went from being Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champion to hockey dad. So now all the teams in the uh, in the New York, the tri-state area are hitting up Eli to become a fan of their team. Like, all right, hey, all right, I see. Be a Rangers fan. So he posted a picture, said, Hey, thanks to the Rangers, Islanders, and Devils for sending me jerseys. And they all sent jerseys with number 10 for Eli. And, you know, now all of them are trying to like, convince him to be their team's fan. And apparently and today he posted a picture. Goes, also, thanks to the Devils, they sent my kids' jerseys as well. I'm like, I think the Devils are going to get it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he has to be a Rangers fan, doesn't he? There's that argument. Like, it's so funny. The East Coast has, like, the, I'm sure you had this also. Like, well, that Maryland might be a little bit different because you didn't have multiple teams. You know what I mean? But, like, so when the Ravens showed up, like, 
most people stayed Washington fans, right. but a decent chunk went over to Baltimore. And like where my mom used to live in Columbia, you'd go to the bars. Yeah. And it's literally half the bar would be Washington stuff. The other half is Ravens. And like the centerpiece that everybody could agree on was just Maryland stuff. Oh, okay. They're just Terps fans. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the masking tape on the wall between two like brothers and a brother and a sister. And when they exactly. Share a room. exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of one specific bar that had two walls. That's and the back so funny. Wall was Maryland stuff. But a lot of people are like, look, man, if you're a giant, you also got to be a fan of the Knicks and the Rangers. That's just how things go. And then if you're a Jets fan, you're a fan of the Nets. And the Islanders. That's how, just how it is. And if you're a Devils fan, you're like Rutgers. And I'm like, geez. Yeah. But it's kind of true. Like when I grew up, most of like the Yankees fans were also, and that's as well, Yankees would be on the uh, Rangers, Giants I was going to say side. Rangers, Giants, Yankees. Right. They were right. like the ballers. Right. And then they're, I mean, no offense, but then you have like the Jets, the, the crappy little brother. The Devils. Not wrong with being little brothers. Right. The Mets. <laughs> well, the, the Devils were like just like the stepchild. You know, right. like it was the Islanders that were in that cluster. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about the Islanders. Right. So it's kind of funny to see like there's like a little Twitter beef going on right now on who Eli Manning's favorite team is going to be, which I think but is But the great. Devils are much more like productive over the last 20 years than the Rangers have been. 1,000% yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and the Islanders as well. Granted, the Islanders are a better team right now, and that's the, that's the hat that they're holding on to. But uh, then some people are just like, dude, you, you played in New Jersey. You got to be a Devils fan. I was going to say, right, because the Meadowlands are in New Jersey. <laughs> right. So it's just... Oh, to be Eli Manning, I'm sure it's a very difficult life to try and figure out what your favorite hockey team is going to be. Well, it's also funny is that family's so amazing at football, but like they grew up in the South their whole Like, I, I doubt that's a big hockey fan. No, I don't think he really even get. And that's the funny part, too. Like, I don't know if his kids like football much, but it's apparent that they're big hockey kids. So now he has to just kind of become, you know, a fan of a, a sport and go see his kids play a sport that really he has no ability to make them better other than calling up some people and be like, hey. It's Eli Manning. Can you tell P.K. Subban from the Devils to come by and help my son with stick handling? Probably <laughs> saw, can make it happen. I saw P.K. Uh, single again. What? Oh, yeah. Him and Lindsey Vaughn broke up. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> Did you not know that? No. Because yeah, they were engaged and then they broke up. I love them together. What the hell is wrong with me? I, like, I don't I legit love watching them on Instagram, man. I'm actually like, that breaks my heart. Yeah, all right. Sorry, Steve. I didn't realize that news would hurt you. Uh, yeah. Tell him I'm tired and I'm emotional. I feel like Lindsey Vaughn, that's just kind of her thing. What well, bitch. She dates somebody. <laughs> I don't even know who's at fault. Yeah, either do I. But is she, right? Because she's dated a few, right? Didn't she date a tiger for a little bit? Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. I mean, to her credit, she dates high level dudes. But just, right. PK is the man. I know. I And I liked him too, because I like both of them. But I also kind of respect her game. Like, hey, it was a good three or four years. <laughs> Been there, done that. All right, let's move on. Now I don't see any Stanley Cup rings on your fingers recently. <laughs> it's time to move on to a champion. Eli Manning. Eli. Oh, suck. There is no chance. He could not keep up with her. No. Oh, man. Like, I enjoyed watching them, like, be a couple on, on social media. No, I would seem, like, really supportive and, like, having a good time and being kind of silly with each other. Yeah, I'm with you. I like both of them. What I saw. I don't I was, know what love is. All right. So I'm a little used to the news. It's been, like, a month. But I was like. Clearly, I'm, I'm a little busy. Yeah. Trust me. It caught me off guard. I was like, ha, huh, pecan, pecans. And uh, Lindsay thought uh, that was going to work out. She snowboards. He rides on skates. Yeah. <laughs> he rides on skates. <laughs> <laughs> They're into cold stuff is my point, Steve. Right. 
They both need a little warming up after they're done all day. Yeah. Oh, well. You want to sit by the fire with some Baileys? <sighs> Man, I, I've, I've just lost all hope. I mean, it's just, relationships are just a giant farce. <laughs> Tech Talks, starring B.T. Smith. What's going to be one of those kind of podcasts I see, huh? Well, this TED Talk's a heartbreak. This TED Talk's going in a different direction than the heartbreak. Uh, I was just going to say to tell everybody, it's probably going to snow this weekend, (laughs) which means it might not now that I said that. But I was just going to tell people, like, look, granted, this is coming from a single 40-year-old dude that doesn't have children. But snow days are fun. The big snow will be on Saturday. Make that extra run. Sure, you got to tug that little tyke back up the hill. Your back hurts. Your heart is racing, but get one more run in. That's a good point. I need to get like a little snow sled for tater tot. You don't have a sled? No! What are you gonna do? Just toss her in a snowbank? Yes! <laughs> I mean, she's small enough. You can just tug her around the yard. Steve, it is Wednesday. The snowstorm will be here on Friday. Ah! You need to hit a Target or a Walmart or I, something. I was already thinking about going to Freddy's? Walmart to try and get her snowshoes. They're sold out everywhere in her size. I don't know why I was said, what size? Like one. <laughs> Boys are one. Do you have any ones? <laughs> and not even like like adult ones, of course, because she's only one year old, so they're baby ones. Uh, the other thing I was going to say when I was a kid, <laughs> and granted, it depends on your parental choices and stuff, but if you take up sledding, get like a 12-pack of Sprite oh, or some say. sodas. <laughs> Get a keg. <laughs> I had a neighbor across the street. He didn't have his kids were little, so we were like ten or twelve. Uh-huh. He was a fireman, so he's had like three days off in a row. But he would take a sledding, and that was the thing. We'd get to the top of the hill, or whatever, and he just dumped those sodas in the snow, and like oh, it was just so, so fun, like grabbing a soda out of the snow and drinking it. Yeah, yeah, nice and cold. <laughs> You're not wrong when I said twelve pack. I was like, geez, man, Ted. <laughs> yeah, I'll give the child a beer. Right. It's a snow day. Yeah. F it. Look. Let me teach you something about mountains. When they're blue, it's time to drink them. Here you go, kid. I got some blue mountains in my fridge right now. They can get even bluer in the snow. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm actually kind of excited if it does snow. I like for it to snow when like work our work week is over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like exactly. sometime Friday afternoon, Saturday morning. And and if we could just get to, to the point where by mo- by Tuesday things are a little bit better because we have m- off on Monday because of uh, the president. That's what I'm predicting. Yeah. yeah, I'm predicting like. Oh, excuse me. It's all right, man. Uh, tomorrow, you, you you didn't even have to pat me on the back. I can burp off my own steam. I'm. I'm, I'm- <laughs> if you were choking. Don't worry. We just recently watched one of those uh, the Heimlich thingies. Or Am I wrong in thinking you tip them upside down when they're that little? No, you you put them over your lap. Kind of let their head tilt down a little bit and just like bang th- between the shoulder blades. Oh, that's got to be easy them a to do times. on a small child. Yeah, dude, I, that's my biggest fear. It's like, that's why whenever like Sid leaves me in charge of feeding Tatum, I cut everything in the tiniest pieces. Yeah. Which I think is a good idea, but then I realize then it becomes a game for her to see how many of these tiny pieces she, she could sh- fit in her mouth. Oh my gosh. Chipmunking it, man. Oh, dude. It's just like, you know, I'm like, open your mouth. She's like, no. And then finally she does it. It's like everything is still in there and she just smiles with her little toothy grin and i'm like all right you're really cute but you're also on the verge of choking yeah (laughs) no that's that's my prediction i think thursday night we'll get a little stuff and then Mm. friday 
Friday afternoon and the Friday night will be the main event. You get some Saturday morning, but then the temperatures will get back up. By Sunday night, it should be melting. By Monday, you'll have rain. It'll be gone. What a perfect way to celebrate KSW's 50th anniversary than to have a massive amount of white powder on the day. <laughs> All right. That KSW celebrates the 50th because, well, I think over the course of time, plenty of white powder was used to celebrate this radio station. Yeah. I mean, especially when you hear those Van Halen stories. Oh, my gosh, dude. And like some of the old school DJs, like the the stories of like, it was like just a thing. The party with Van Halen back in the 80s here at the radio station or ACDC. And I got to imagine that they weren't just hanging out drinking, you know, a vodka tonic. And that's it. No. No. No chance. Balls out craziness. I mean, I've heard stories of people like chopping up lines on a record. And then like snorting it off the actual record and then playing a record on the air. Like the, the, that's just a whole different era of of being a radio personality. Even like, you know, even in like the uh like the big Seattle music boom, I mean th- those are still hard partying days. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like I don't think I mean, I don't think I'm talking out of school here, but I think I think all those bands enjoyed a little party in their day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there were some even during not like our era of of being here. Like some of the rock bands still like to party hard and would accidentally call me thinking that I was going to be able to get them some cocaine. And I was like, you're calling the wrong person. This isn't blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, this is Steve. Oh, my bad. Can you get me a hold of that guy? I'm like, it's like three in the morning. Um, I'm asleep. <laughs> no, but good luck to you. Hang up. Yeah. Well, who? God, I remember. Uh, I remember back in the day. I mean, this was a long time ago. I'm trying to think of who it was. But somebody was partying hard, and I didn't get the reference point, and I made some reference to taking a chairlift, too. And, like, BJ just stared at me, and I was like, I thought we were just talking about getting high on weed. And yes. I realized it was a reference to white powder. Well, I mean, we could share the band, because I, we, I think we've talked about it, and also they've talked about, like, cleaning themselves up. It was the band Saliva. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. They came in one morning to do our show, and they kept talking about how after the show, they want to hit the ski lifts. Yes. I was just as naive as you, Ted. And I'm yeah. like- how these guys want to go snowboarding before they play a rock show? Like, it seems crazy. It seems like it seems like a real energy suck. Yeah, and they kept doing it and chuckling like they were like five year olds. Like you know, what I mean, like that's just like I, we found something funny to say on the radio. Like we're kind of sort of saying we want cocaine, but not saying it really. Yeah, and it was just the uh, like, throughout the entire morning. And finally, like as the morning was going on, I'm realizing, oh, these guys just want to do a bunch of blow. And then they do the festival show that like Rock Girl Galo, one of those shows with yeah. us. And then later on that night, I remember like I got the singer Josie had my number for whatever reason, and he's calling me like over and over, and I'm like, "Hey man, what's up?" He's like, "Hey, can we hit those slopes?" And like whatever he's saying, basically, can you give me that coke? And I'm like, "I, dude, I'm not. That's not my world, man. I'm sorry, I have no access to that. I don't know anyone. And like, this isn't blah blah blah." And I'm like, "No, it's Steve from the morning show." He's like, "Oh my bad." I'm sorry. Good to hear from you. And I'm like, yeah, cool, Josie. He's like, well, can you get me in touch with that guy? I'm like, yeah, man, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I had the same thing at El Corazon once. Uh-huh. Like I don't, something happened and I end up having to fill in and do like an interview with a band who I'm not familiar with. And right. You know, that's a rocking band. And then later I'm sitting outside smoking weed by their bus and the one dude just comes off like, hey, hey, Ted. And I'm thinking like, Hey, what's a little weed? No problem. Right. I'm I got a blunt, guy. I got a blunt on me. Like, what's up, man? I'll just give it to you. Yeah, right? Like, you want to get high? He's like, we're looking for Coke. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Again, wrong. Like, kind of, me and Steve are just, that is just not our scene. Right. We are so boring. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, wrong guy. 
<laughs> the only time where I actually like was able to deliver, I remember I, I shared a story with the band Dynamite Hack back when I worked at the end, and it was like one of those crazy times in Bremerton where you would stay the night, and this is like at the height of ecstasy being the drug, and I was all high right. as all hell. I interviewed him earlier at the show, and then afterwards, I'm just walking around like, like seeing stars, you know, at yeah. night, and I see them, and I'm like, oh my god, so good to see you guys again. You know, doing the typical lovey dovey MDMA kind of world that you go get into, and I'm just like, man, you guys are so great. I love your stuff, and just love that you guys talk to me, and like just being overly. Yeah, you're happy. open at that point, right? Like I'm letting them know all my inner thoughts, and then one of the guys just kind of—they're all looking at me like I'm insane, and I'm starting to pick up on them. Like, crap, they're not on my level. Like, no. this was a really bad idea. Like, I, I should have just said hi, and like now I'm like overthinking it and one guy i can't remember which one he goes hey dude i'm like yeah he's like i don't know what you're on and i'm thinking he's gonna like like chastise me he's like but could you get us some can you get four more (laughs) right he didn't even know like he was just like we don't know what you're on but whatever it is is putting you in a really good place (laughs) and i'm like yeah man follow me and i went and found the sales guy that had it and he had like a giant like one of those like Centrum things of like like vitamins. Oh yeah, but Centrum Silver from A to Z. <laughs> right. Well, this one was from A to MDMA, and it was just filled with them. Like he was just, you like know, Tic Tacs. Whatever you need, guys. And and then he was like, "What do you guys need?" I'm like, "Well, they want what I have." And told him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, no problem." Gave us like a whole handful of them, and they're just like. They thought I was the greatest thing ever at that time. I mean, they invited me and hooked me up with tickets to see them open for Weezer in New York and New Jersey. Like, it was like, we kept in touch. We would talk on the phone from time to time. Like, eventually it fizzled off. Yeah. But for a half a minute, like, I was their buddy. Like, we had that, like, that romance because we just stayed up all night listening to music on their tour bus and laughing and crying and just, you know, doing what you do when you're a stupid 20-something discovering MDMA. God, I don't have one that cool. That's what. That's still to my to this day will always be my favorite rock star, almost rock star excess moment. Yeah, I mean, I remember once backstage, like uh, at White River, like uh, Brent from Shinedown, like they, that band was like they were clearly getting away from all that stuff, right? And they weren't even drinking that much. And then he was, I was like, "You having a drink?" He's like, "I got some Captain." And I was like, "You ever mix it with ginger ale?" And then like an hour later, he's like, "This is really good." <laughs> that's not nearly your story. But didn't they kidnap you? On their bus? No, that was uh, oh crap! God, what was the name of that band? Ah, uh, there was a band that like they kidnapped you because you they were having so much fun with you. Yeah, I mean they they were literally they had me convinced we were going to Spokane. Right, they were going to take you on the bus. Yeah. Oh man, God. was it was it Smile Empty Soul? No, no, because the guy's name was like Johnny. Gosh, it's going to bother me. Something. Yeah, and that dude used to call me. Yeah. I remember like getting off the plane once on like the 28th, and he was like, hey, Ted, just call to say Merry Christmas. It was Trap. That's what it was. It was a cigarette Trap, right? You and him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. God, what was that guy's they name? Were like Johnny a, Danger or something? I can't remember. They were like, they had a massive hit. They did. And it, I, I want to but it's not Five Avenged, Finger Death Punch. No, and it's not Avenged Sevenfold, but it's like, they sounded kind of like Avenged. They were in, they were around that time. Yeah. Where everyone was blowing up. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember it. It's gonna, yeah, I forgot about that. One day, it'll, it'll, one of us will be texting the other to be like, it's this band. That's the same night I got home and fell asleep with a pizza in the oven and woke up and there was like two feet of black smoke in my apartment. <laughs> you should have went to Spokane. I should have. I, st- I, still, I still think like that would have been all right. You get kid- like How I would have gotten home, I don't know. Right. But I'd be like, all right, I miss work. I got kidnapped by a, by a rock. It's an incredible story. And, and the sad part, not sad, but the funny part is you could have woke up that morning and got on a plane and still been back in time to do your show. 
Right. Well, in theory. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying it would have happened, but I mean, in theory. Yeah. Oh, those guys just thought I was crazy, man. Oh, I know. I remember you telling me that story. Like, yeah, dude, they almost took me to Spokane. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, usually that's like, like a really hot chick. They do that kind of like five-star accommodations on the tour bus. Not just a random dude that they're drinking with. Yeah, and the main singer that likes Testament to who you are. Right, like that dude wasn't even, he was like the other guys in his band, they're like, you are awesome. Like, you want to know, just like, let's do another shot. And I, and I that's why I used to like only smoke blunt. So I had like a, a Swisher pack full of like five pre-rolled blunts. Like, you want to smoke another blunt? They were like, you're going to Spokane. I was like, you're goddamn right, we're going to Spokane. But I was too drunk to give directions back to my house. And finally, like the tour bus. They just let, let you go. Figure it out, out on your own, man. Right. They were just like, I was, they were like the tour bus side was like, dude, I, we got to get this bait. I was like, yeah, just let me out here. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Right. And here. I remember they were like, you know where you are? No. I, like, no. I think it was in front of the Paramount. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break. But also this Friday, lots of crazy stories I'm sure are going to be shared all it's morning. It's going to be a fun day. All, all afternoon, all yeah. evening as well. We're all going to be talking to some past KSW personalities, some rock stars as well. Some famous Seattle celebrities. Yeah, I know. Like You guys are going to be chatting with Rain Wilson. We're going to be chatting with Joel McHale. Uh, you guys got, uh, I think, uh, Chris from Nirvana. I don't know what we're supposed to say and not say, Steve. I'm just saying it's going to be awesome. Yeah, that's about all I know. All right. All right. Well, we'll do that I got to check the updated liner. Yeah. We'll be back, uh, figure out what's going on in the world of sports with oh, Ted. Yeah. Uh, I do have one contribution to the world of fake sports. Okay. And I'm excited to share it with you when the Megacast returns. Oh. I'm sorry. I fell asleep while these two knuckleheads were talking. Yawn. The Megacast will be back. Valentine's Day is fast approaching, and you don't have a significant other. Or do you? Keep the office busybodies guessing with Hot Boyfriend Bouquets. We'll send a gorgeous flower arrangement to your office from your quote-unquote boyfriend, complete with a romantic note signed by your choice of ruggedly handsome-sounding names, such as Chase, Brock, Stone, Bryce, or Braden. We'll include barely legible handwriting at no charge, so all your co-workers and friends will think that the arrangement was sent by a surgeon professional athlete or astronaut and thanks to our double encrypted transaction technology nobody will know you've sent it to yourself hot boyfriend bouquets for valentine's day order today i wish i could put this mask over my ears so i wouldn't have to listen to these two quads the mega cast is back We just had a conversation about cupcakes or cakes. Like I watch a lot of those like cake shows, like Cake Hunters is the new one where it's like a bunch of cake people <laughs> try and convince Remember the <laughs> cakes running away. Yes, <laughs> they push her down a hill. Go hunt it. It's hanging out with Sasquatch. <laughs> There's three bakers trying to win over a couple for like either they're having a party, a wedding, or whatever. They they're trying to impress them with their cake. So the hunter, which is the couple, picks which one is their favorite. But a lot of times they do these cakes and they put their pictures of them on the cake with like that printable edible. Yeah. And I was just saying to you, like I recently had a cupcake that had a printed thing that's edible. 
So I'm like, I, I, I've never done this before. So I bit into it with the thing and, it, and I instantly regretted it. Even though it's edible, it's like eating a Starburst without taking the wrapper off. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And I, you know, and I go back and forth on like, for whatever reason, I'm just like cake. It's just not huge in my life. But cupcakes are the best. Oh, dude. Cupcake, I'm just one, one of my many weaknesses. Yeah. Cupcakes. Yeah. And I'm always like, remember a few years ago when it got super like uh, fancy with like yellow leaf. Yellow, yellow leaf or oh. cupcake royale or yep. trophy. Yep. But ro- any of those places, I'm every time I eat one, I go, yep, yep. This these things are amazing. Oh, especially when they had like a, a crap ton of of frosting on top. Yeah. Did you, uh, yeah. Didn't we have leftover cupcakes at your wedding? Yeah, dude. We had we yellow leaf was one of our caterers. That's right. I remember taking we, a box of those home. We had Mike's amazing cake that did like a really nice like wedding cake, like a traditional wedding cake. But then we also. Had um, cupcake, uh, uh, yellow leaf cupcakes with a bunch of that because Sid and I were huge into going there because they used to have a vegan option too. They stopped yeah. doing that and then we didn't go as much. But I, I love like they had the pancake and banana or bacon, bacon, pancakes and bacon one was yeah. like, and then the pretzel one too, which was like cr- pretzel crumbs on top of like a vanilla frosting on a vanilla cupcake. It was insane. And it was like the frosting was bigger than the actual cupcake. Yeah, Steve's wedding was awesome, but the rehearsal dinner, I got most of the leftovers. You got so much food from Buca de Beppo. <laughs> that I had like five cupcakes. My, my mom was giving you everything. I know. And she was the one giving out all the cupcakes at my wedding, too. <laughs> I know. She gave them out to everyone except for us. I'm like, Mom, where are the cupcakes? She's like, I gave them to everyone. I gave a bunch to BJ and Ted. I love Ted. And I'm like, oh, are there any left? She's like, and then she felt terrible. I'm like, it's fine, mom. I could go to the store and get some. I just was hoping to eat some right now, but it's not the end of the world. I had two at the wedding. Right. And like older Italian people love me because I will take yeah. it and eat it. Yeah. Oh, Buka. <laughs> my mom had everything packed up. And I mean, this is like, it was like, there were like 20 of us there, but I think the food, we probably had about a food that was enough to feed like 60. Okay. I was going to say at least 40. Yeah. It was definitely double the amount. And so you left with like pretty much the entire restaurant's food <laughs> in multiple bags. I remember dropping you off, I think. And yeah. like you had like 10 or so bags of, of food. It was awesome. Right. And Sid's family just watching there, like they just don't know Italian food. What were they called them? Italian enchiladas? Like, it's a manicotti. <laughs> hey, get out of here. I, I remember the shock when I was like, you never had a cannoli? Yep, yep. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Calm down. You don't have to be angry at them. And do Buka, everyone wants to like, oh, it's just a chain restaurant thing. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, it is so underrated, even though it's yeah. a massive chain and they're very successful before COVID, of course. But my parents, especially my mom, is such a pasta Italian food snob, and she loved Buca. That's why we had it there. Yeah, it was. I mean, we we could tell. I had a blast. I'm oh, smiling so just thinking about. I it. I want to go back. I had a birthday party there once. In remember, the Pope room? at the Pope's table. Yeah, that was fun. That, that was awesome. Yeah, and we just had, it was like all the the men's room guys. Yeah, a few of us from our show, and that was it. And it was just like we just took over Buca. <laughs> All right, here we go. (laughs) Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. This is the Ted Smith's Wide World of Sports. Brought to you by Smith Family Popcorn. Good people. Yep. Great popcorn. Eight seven nine tonight. Nice. Uh, real quick about our sponsors. They didn't ask me to send this. Somebody hit me up on Twitter. Like, 
Yeah, it's a small business. They have to ship it across the country. It's going to be a little, a little expensive. Yeah, and also we do not have promo codes. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> seriously, Steve you know, did this. Just we were just messing this is around. Not even a this. real sponsor, quote no. unquote. Like there's no financial agreement with us. No. This was just like a fun inside joke that we decided to make official with the silly wide world of sports thing. But at the end of the day, we get no money. From Smith's Family Popcorn, we're just, I'm just showing love. This is not even a Ted thing. This was just me. I'm like, this is Ted's family. I want to just give them some love. This is our podcast. I think it's a funny thing to throw in there because I love their slogan. And then it turns out they have awesome popcorn. Yeah. But seriously, like, there is zero, like, we're not making anything from this. Not a dime. Like, I got a tin of popcorn, and that, to me, is perfect. Like, I'm not, we're not doing it for any other reason. It's like, the, the just... Help out a small business. Right. Somebody hit me up and I was like, so he's like, popcorn factory is much cheaper. I was like, then, yes. Then go that's, there. That's popcorn, right? Like, you don't have to buy it. I was like, it's a small business in Cape Cod. They got to ship it across the country. Right. I mean, they're doing fine without us, but I think their popcorn's pretty freaking amazing. And, and everybody that ordered some, thanks. And make sure you put in the notes that, that you listen to me or Steve. Yes. Because yeah. my cousin's going to kick out of it soon. They crack up when they hit me up. They're like, dude, we're getting a lot of the, 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 the Tuscan Joys being sold all of a sudden. I'm like, dude, it's the best one. That's that's why. Uh, all right. But thank you, Smith family. Yeah. You guys are the best. So, we'll, I think we re-signed our agreement, so we're nice. going to continue. Same same rates. Yeah. yeah. One day we'll get you in shop. You'd like Cape Cod. Actually, you still like Cape Cod, too. Oh, I, yeah. I definitely want to go. All right. So, Super Bowl. There's nothing to talk about. Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. Dude, did you have a hard time wanting to, like, I was like, I feel weird being so happy to see Tom Brady throw a touchdown to Gronk. I mean, look, it was awesome. That yes. was I wanted them to win. Me too. I was a little disappointed the game kind of sucked, but I had snacks and beer, so I made it through. Dude, but, when you have to chase a baby around the house and it's not an exciting game, it's a lot easier because at least like I didn't miss anything. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? And I should have hit you up. We had a little uh, prop bet pool going with some of the Smith Cousins, so that kept us- uh, That makes in, it more fun. Yeah. yeah. Involved. I can't believe they didn't score a touchdown. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And Patrick Mahomes, would it kill you to wear a red hand, headband? <laughs> what color was the headband? I can't even remember. I think it was white. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, so Tom Brady, that conversation's over. But the GOAT conversation brings me to some big news. The GOAT of Formula One, Lewis Hamilton, signed a one-year extension with Mercedes. So he'll be back in the car, finishing out the grid when the season starts at the end of March. All right. Yeah. You didn't see that one coming, huh? No, wasn't expecting that whatsoever. I thought maybe we're going to talk Russell Wilson. There's not a lot going on in the world of sports right now. It's like once the Super Bowl ends, now it's like my least favorite time of the football year. Sports columnists doing anything and everything to get clickbait. 100%. Making news out of nothing. This whole Russell Wilson thing, if you listen to the Dan Patrick interview, I don't know how you could twist it into being such a such controversy that he's frustrated with the team and he wishes he could make all the decisions. It's like you're taking so much of what he said out of context. And if you would listen to the entire statement that he was making, it was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm here forever. It's a Seahawks decision because he doesn't make the trades, but I'd like to be a Seahawk for the my rest of my life. And like, he's Russell Wilson, all right? He never says anything. Right. So he hit, he talks about a couple things and people are freaking out. Russ isn't leaving. The Seahawks aren't getting rid of him. No. But Russ wants to win, and he knows the window's closing. Right. You know? So, like, I'm fine with it. Actually, I kind of like it. And, I mean, yeah. Yeah, he and, was frustrated. And then they're like, oh, he hates watching other teams in the Super Bowl. Like, wouldn't you? Everybody should. Right. Like, he, he was even miserable. joking. He was joking about that. He's like, yeah, Sierra looked good. The commissioner there is looking good, and I just look like a frump. Or something. I can't remember what he said, but he's like, it was very obvious that I was not happy to be watching the game. Right. 
And I saw somebody this morning brought up a good point. Like when, when these careers are over, you're only going to remember what they did. Right. So he's not going to get credit for being Mr. Go Hawks in a, in a team player, never saying anything. The only thing people are going to remember is what he did. Right. So uh, it might have been Ryan Clark who said this, but he's like, nobody remembers that John Elway bitched and moaned and screwed Baltimore over and went to Denver. Nobody. We talked about Eli Manning. No one remembers that. Right. He was like the hell with San Diego. I want to go play in New York. Right. You remember what happens when they win. And then on top of that, Tom Brady just went and did it. So everybody's feeling pretty empowered. I think that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and another one's like, oh, he just threw the offensive line under the bus. It's like all he said was that we got to get better up front. Couple other words. And I also have to get better. Right. And some of those, so, a lot of those sacks are on him, but Russ was cooking and we just took him off the flame. Yeah. We were soft. A couple of interceptions and they just shut it down. Yeah. Defense got a little better and all of a sudden, like, like we're not even going to keep it on warm. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. I know. I know. And it's like, and what more do you want that guy to do for you? It's so funny. People just want to make a villain out of anyone. It's like, dude, come on. Like, enough with the clickbait stuff. And I fell for it for a second. Yeah. And I kept reading all this stuff. I'm like, let me just go to my podcast app. Oh, the Dan Patrick podcast. Why don't I listen to that interview? Oh, it's only 10 minutes, 15 minutes long. Wow, I got all the answers I needed. And that's to not pay attention to anyone that writes sports. Yeah. Because it's so annoying. Right. And they're football players. They have a small window to make money and championships. I tell you what, most people I know switch jobs or switch companies if they get a better deal. So like, like the loyalty thing, like football fans are very loyal to their teams, which is awesome. But- these guys like teams aren't loyal to the players, right? Ever. Owners aren't. No, they're loyal to them until they stop performing, and or they stop or they start wanting more money, and then all of a sudden that loyalty's over. Now it's like, how dare you? Right? What's is it? The Chris Rock joke or Dave Chappelle? Right? People are only as loyal as their options. Oh, uh, that's Chris Rock. I think when he talks about banging other women. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's why when you have a good-looking girlfriend, there's all these other ones that all want this, you. But they're all being like, hey. but when you're single, been in a slump for a while because of COVID. Can't get nothing. Well, it makes for a weird segue because you're talking about the goats of football and of Formula One. I want to yeah. talk about the goats of holes. And goats of holes. That is Nia Jax. Did you see what happened in the WWE? No. Okay, so Nia Jax is one of the female wrestlers. I know. I okay, right. Yeah. So there's a moment in one of her matches which goes for like a leg drop, I believe it was, if I remember correctly, and it was on the apron, the hardest part of the ring. All right. So she lands on the apron. The other person moved out of the way and lands straight up on her ass. And that like will hurt. And... I don't know if she was just like overselling, like pretending to be hurt, and this was the first thing that came out of her mouth, or if this like was a legit that hurt, and this came out of her mouth, which has become like one of the funniest things on the on the internet because everybody's sharing it. The table. Oh Ow, my hole. Oh, I mean, I'm clinching just hearing that. I just thought that was great. I, I'm on, I see she's trending. I'm like, oh, I'm what now? Because wrestling fans, some of them can be the absolute worst. I know that's a shock. And they could just be like so just like gatekeepy. And they, everyone seems to hate Nia because a couple people have been hurt in matches against her, which really, you could look at a lot of wrestlers. Everyone has accidents. Everyone makes mistakes. And But for some reason. She's just physically bigger than most of them, right? Absolutely. And I think a lot of people just want to take shots at her. Sadly, I think because maybe they don't find her attractive. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I think like she doesn't get away with stuff that maybe others would because of her looks. And I, th- I think that's just complete BS. And also, it's just chill the F out, Twitter world. Like, you don't know everything. And I don't know everything. But like. Cut some slack. So I'm like, oh, what did she do that's going to piss off the internet again? And it was that, and I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, okay, that's pretty freaking funny. Dude, I saw a Mike Tyson quote last night 
uh, what did it say? Social media has made a lot of you very disrespectful without the threat of getting punched in the face. Of course he would say that. Yeah. And he's right, though. He's so right. Yeah, like, I'm people not saying- say stuff on social media. And like, look, I get it. I, you know, I get paid to make jokes for a living. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I take shots at people and, and people take shots at me. Cool. But yeah, social media sometimes it's like, calm down, everybody. It's the worst, man. Right. People are the worst or the best or this and that. Nobody, I, I think I went on this tirade last year. Like, nobody won the internet. Nobody's right. the, you know, like, outside of Tom Brady and Lewis Hamilton, nobody's the greatest of all time. You know what I and Nijax for a whole. <laughs> right. Right. Like, I just, it's all or nothing. And I never knew of referring to your butthole as a whole. So maybe she was smart enough not to yell, ow, my butthole. <laughs> what if she's not talking about that one? Well, then how did she, I don't know. I think she has to fall more on her face for that hole. More forwards. I don't I understand don't anatomy. You know? We got to get Naya on the show to find out exactly which hole she was. T- I feel bad for her. I bet every interview she's going to do for a while. And no one to WWE because this is trending. They're like, we need more hole jokes. She Naya, you have to find more creative ways to hurt your hole on the next couple of episodes of Monday Night Raw. Do they have a sponsorship with Duncan? They need they the just, Nia Jax donut holes. Throwing out donut holes. Nia Jax donut holes coming soon to WWE shop. Or, uh, I hope that this was like an intentional joke on her end, and she's just laughing as well. I hope you know what yeah, I mean. I would, I would, ha- yeah. Because I mean, I don't know. Maybe she's in that much pain, but it seems like something funny she yelled. I don't know. It's having a harder time. Like uh, you mentioned that, like just with jokes and stuff. Like I watched the Britney Spears documentary. All right, and it just makes you just realize just how terrible of a society we were. That like really, everyone's laughing at her while she's having a massive meltdown, except for Craig Ferguson. I saw, yeah. And I watched that video piece. And I'm like, man. I always thought that guy was kind of cool, but that really solidifies it. In the heat of all this, where everybody's cr- cr- crowning, clowning on her, he was the only one that was just like, yeah, I don't really feel right making fun of her. She's like 25, and she's got two kids. She's just a child. Yeah, I mean, so we talked about it a little bit yesterday in the men's room. Like, I, I get where people are doing comedic stuff. The Diane Sawyer stuff, just like attacking oh. her and be like, like Britney Spears sang songs and stuff. Like, she didn't sign up to be a role model for younger children. Right. And, and uh, that politician that said, if I see Britney, I, I'd shoot her. Yeah, she was from Maryland. Right. Like, what the? That's right. I thought that when I watched it. I'm like, Ted's town. <laughs> it was a good documentary. Also, they, they, they interviewed like the paparazzi guy that like led her to go and having that meltdown, hitting his <clears throat> car with the SUV and all that. And the dude was just like, just delusional. Like he didn't think he did anything wrong. And you're yeah. like, why didn't you leave her alone? He's like, oh no, she said, if she would have told us to leave her alone, I'd leave her alone. And they're like, well, what about the part where she said, leave me alone? And he's like, well, I, I thought she meant at that moment, but not like forever. Right. And that was different. You know what I mean? Up. Like the Kardashians and stuff, like they make a point to go to the Grove, not the Grove. What's it? The Pond. There's there's certain restaurants. They want to be seen. Where you want to be seen. Right. <clears throat> but she, like, was at, she was at a Jiffy Lube trying to see her children. Yeah. And like having a meltdown because Kevin Federline wouldn't let her see her children. Like she wasn't going where it is. And she was wearing like, you know, her comfies from home. Yeah. It's not like she was trying to look good. Yeah. Ugh. Ah. 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 You know what I got to say about that, Ted? All right, we got to get out of here. I got to go get my oil changed. Watch out for the paparazzi. <laughs> I got my umbrella. I'm ready to go. Your head shaved. Head shaved already. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. <laughs> See you next week, Ted. See you next week. And uh, yeah, tune in Friday. That'll be a cool day. And for those that, I don't mean, happy Valentine's Day oh. <laughs> to those. 
that I'm not angry in this quarantine life right now. Dude, I completely forgot. Well, why would you remember? I know somebody brought it up to me like Monday and I was like, ha, son of a bitch. How about that? (laughs) I'll be drinking sodas out of the snow. Cold ass sodas. Cold ass sodas. Can I get you a soda? All right, we'll be out. We'll be out. We'll be back. We be out. We be <laughs> we outie. All right.